Yo, what's up? What's good, everybody? Welcome to the first season one, episode one podcast. And uh, you know what you've clicked. It's us, the two dudes, the two boys themselves. Formula 101 podcast. We're very excited to bring this content to you. I myself as Oxford as the main dude, I guess. I'm not quite sure. Pretty much the technical guy when it comes to the podcast. Now, when we're talking four tires on the ground, racing around very fast, I'm, I'm amazed, but I don't know anything about it. But you know who does? The man, the myth, the legend, Professor Joey Two Tires. What's up, boys? Class is in session. What's up, Ox? How you doing today, brother? I'm good, bro. I'm good. Actually, I'm very happy to be here. Uh, I know you and I have, for the past couple of weeks, kind of thrown this back and forth. I do some other podcasts that will remain nameless, but I really don't know a whole lot about Formula One. But I will say this. I've been watching this Drive to Survive on Netflix, the DTS series, as it's known. Um, I'll be honest. I binge watched like the first season from like eight o'clock to three in the morning a couple days ago. And I'm, I'm so hooked and so intrigued. So I want to say thank you like well in advance to opening my eyes up to some ridiculous sport that I'll never, ever be able to go watch. Well, I love it because so many people, the old school people, the old school listeners and watchers kind of have a lot of crap to talk about DTS, but it's one of those supplemental pieces of information um, I've never seen anything like it in any other sport. It's like uh, the Michael Jordan documentary, but you had to have watched the Bulls to understand that documentary. You don't have to watch Formula One to understand this documentary. It's high-performance athletes. I think that's a Ricardo quote sometime in the first season where you're watching people you know, work through millimeters, but they're doing it 200 miles an hour, and then sometimes they're kind of playing golf where it takes them two or three laps to actually pass each other. So it's this very weird mix of all these different uh, perspectives and ways to watch Formula One, let alone the engineering or something or the marketing and something in that regard. These giant car companies, uh, how they compete against each other. Well, so it's pretty fascinating. You can watch in so many different ways. So so like for me, what it, what it is, is is I've come to realize, you know, I, I've been in sports my whole life, uh, whether it's it's knowing about esports and I, I jokingly start with that one. But physical sports, I mean, and I'm going to start with golf because um, <laughs> you brought it up. But let's <laughs> just say the American side of things, right? American football. Um, I, I, I know fantasy football, right? I've heard you in just passing in, in, in our, you know, our conversations or text. Hey, I'm doing a Formula One. And I'm like, uh, okay, whatever. No interest, right? I've gotten no buy-in. I have no stakes, nothing. And, and what I've come to realize is, which is astonishing to me, um, just the amount of the flagrant spend that happens on these teams. And, and then coming over the last six months to a year, uh, learning a little bit, but just by hearing you and now connecting all the dots once I've been involved. Like I know names like uh, Ricardo, Vitali, I know Signs, I know Sends. I, I, there's just, so I'm still learning the face and all of that and, and the drama behind it. And I think what we're going to do on this podcast is I want to bring along people like myself, but I also want to have it intriguing for people like yourself. So we've got beginner to advance and everything in between. And I, I, what I'd like to do in the upcoming podcast, and I really do hope you guys find us, stick with us and stick through it with us. And we're going to improve along the way because we really are, we, I'm starting to love this sport. I know you love this sport, but I really want to come along in a way where you can bring me with you and then I can enjoy it from a 
perspective of not only the mechanics of it, but also the drama. Uh, and there's so much from me. And 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 now you, I, I mean, do you would tell me like drivers, and I'm just like, you're speaking Japanese. Literally, I don't know who these guys are. Um, and 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 so as a layman's coming into it. I know that you've said, and other people have said, you know, that drive to survive, man, for the, for the guys who have been seeing it for years, have lived it since the beginning, they just hate this. They, they don't like it. But I'll tell you, that's not for them. This is for somebody like me who appreciates great quality entertainment, right? Because it's been done very well. Uh, it has pulled me in. I have anxiety from the season of 2018 if so-and-so is going to get signed in a contract stupid me at 2.30 in the morning can pick up my phone and go, is he still in the sport? But I didn't because I wanted to kind of, you know, see it and feel it and live it. So I, I, again, thank you. But really and truthfully, the podcast, I think what we're going to do here, you guys, is we're going to launch this podcast every Saturday before the race, before the qualifier. We're not looking to be your in the moment, in the now. Podcasts aren't technically for that. That's what your news feeds on your phones are for. But we want to bring it into a perspective where you have a great, amazing person such as Joey Two Tires in this position that he can educate us on what he believes the pick would be pre-qualifier, pre-penalty points or time or any of that. Um, and and we're just going to kind of see if we're fun for, for, for giggles, right? To see if we get those picks right. Uh, I'm going to get into the fantasy of it because I think it's really cool. I love fantasy football. I've done fantasy baseball, hockey, the whole the whole nine. And if you guys are wondering how you can get into that, uh, for right now, the only venue is fantasy.formula1.com. You can go ahead, get signed up on there. Uh, I've been going through it as my first time, and by no means am I afraid to click on buttons, but this place really kind of puts it together, but in a very confusing way. Uh, so stick to it. You'll see how we go through it. Uh, as well as not only that, we're going to do some fantasy, but we're going to bring drama. And what I mean by that is not him and I fighting over the best girl. We're going to bring drama like what happened in the track that week. Any big wrecks. Uh, that's going to take you to drama class, right? That's going to start that uh, segment where we're going to go into and say, hey, what's going on? Why are they hitting each other? Uh, great example. And I'm going to a little behind the times, but, you know, I was watching the Red Bull team when Max was on there with Ricardo and they kept hitting each other. It made no sense to me. I didn't get it. And then I realized from a perspective being where we are, the teams themselves are competitors as, as well, right? 10 teams, 20 cars, and each team has two cars. And not only are they on a team, but they also compete against each other. It was amazing, the dynamic of that. And coming from an American you know, uh, belief system is you got to love the person because they stick with the team forever, right? Then learning hockey and going, yeah, no one really cares about that. It's really about the player, not the team. But when you come here, you have both choices. Do you love Ferrari? Do you love Mercedes? Do you love, uh, what is it? Force One, correct me if I'm wrong. Force uh, One. Force, Indi Force India, uh, it's, uh, Racing such, Point. They, they yeah. got a couple names now. <laughs> but but it's just like, you know, that's kind of crazy. I mean, do you like the racers themselves? Do you want to follow them through their careers? There is such a dynamic that I think you as a person can bring, not knowing a lot about it, to the table to enjoy. Right, because if if you don't know Formula One, that's quite okay. We're here for you, because I'm gonna get a lot of wrong straight up. It's just gonna happen, and I'm okay with that. But we got Joey here to tell us right, wrong, and different, and he'll do his best to educate. And hopefully, if you guys have any feedback, we get that feedback as well. So, 
drama. We're going to get uh, a history class, right? We're going to come in and say, if we're, we're Baktu, we're, right, we're racing that this week, which is not what we're doing, but let's just say we were. We would probably give you who won that race back at 1998, who won that circuit, how, by how much they won it. We want to give you cool little tidbits of information uh, uh, there, right? We also want to get into the economics of it a little bit here and there. I mean, if you don't know about F1, all I can tell you is the money you think is important is not important. Uh, they crash the car, get away and walk away and go, okay, I'm good. Uh, we got safety class, right? You want to put on your glasses and goggles? We'll talk about track safety. There's going to be a lot of things we're going to touch on, but it's all going to be encompassing to kind of bring you the entertainment as well as the upcoming race. So, uh, without further ado, I do want Joey to get some time here. Uh, so that's me. Give us some of your history. Where are you from? What got you into the racing? Uh, who's your favorite racer? Thanks, man. Um, originally from outside of Chicago, I can't say Chicago specifically because people from there will give me a hard time about it, but I live in Key Largo now. I'm a South Florida boy just like you, and I started watching relatively recently. In the grand history of Formula One, I started in 2018, but it kind of replaced uh, politics and news and a couple other things for me in terms of just gorging on information because it's endless with Formula One. So I watched every single race since 1980 using F1 TV up until now. You don't get the full races sometimes, but I do get, I felt like I got a great snapshot through all these seasons, but it's one of those things that I'm not going to pretend like I know exactly what happened on every corner in every single race. I like the grand perspective of everything. And especially, um, Ox used to be a technician. You know, we're still colleagues in the same industry and I'm currently a technician and there's this whole engineering side and technical side of the sport. And what's kind of fascinating and a little hilarious is that everything on paper, everything in a wind tunnel, they have to put it to work in real life. And that's where the technician parts of us come in, where we have to watch all these pieces of paper, you know, all these drawings, designs, years in the making, and they put the car on track. Something doesn't work. Why? Engineers are baffled. They're blaming the drivers. Drivers are blaming the engineers. You know, a lot of finger pointing is going on. There's not enough money. There's too much money. And as a technician, it's kind of funny to watch that problem get solved live because sometimes... It's, re it's a really simple thing. It's a really easy thing. Maybe a tweak here or there, or it's a fundamentally f uh, flawed philosophy. And they have to go back, you know, tens of millions of dollars have been spent. How do you go back? How do you explain that to your company? So that's the, kind of the other part of it is these are giant billboards. Um, somebody has asked their company to put money on the side of a car, you know, put their sponsorship on the side of a car. Does that make sense? Does that actually increase the revenue of these companies? It's kind of a hilarious question because They've shown that it has, but you're like, how? How is putting a sticker on the side of a car going 200 miles an hour make a company money? And but, somehow they, but let me ask they you figure this. out a way to make it, make it make money, but sometimes it really doesn't seem to match up one-to-one -one in terms of a viewer. Well, okay, so so right now I know that uh, there is an American team. They're called Haas. It's a, a machinist company that is proper i think in north or south carolina they're in the carolinas um and and what's funny is is what did they have to gain right like if you think about what you're saying right now and you translate that in it's not red bull everyone's got to get wings this is some dude who makes machine parts or not that i'm downplaying haas but you know what i'm saying like so do you find it on a global scale it's more european-esque because i know a lot of the tracks are over there the famous monte carlo uh uh but 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 I know we've got a couple tracks here, and I know they're trying to make a break here. One of the things that I found learning the sport is it is a, when you want to talk the upper echelon, the very, very high end, um, what, these, what, what these, these people in America make in any sport 
is nothing compared to what these drivers make. And what's insane, dude, they don't freaking, they're not psychos. And they're like 19. Like, I need you all to understand this. If you, if this is the first time understanding what F1 is and, and kind of what it's about, it is unlike anything I've ever seen before. We're used to seeing a maturing, uh, you know, you might get a draft at 21, 22, and then you're in the NFL, or you're, you're, you know, you make it 18, uh, and you might get into uh, uh, the basketball league. Uh, but, but, but the point that I'm getting at here, truthfully being like to bring it home. So if you are kind of like, what's the deal? It is unlike anything I've ever seen. In like first two episodes, they talk about how like if you're if you're 20, like five, 28, you're old in the sport, right? If you're you start at like five, and if you start at nine, you're late. I nine, you're late to the game. What? But it's true. They start like go-kart racing. Um, but here's the thing. Let's bring it back to what I'm really comfortable with just for now for the episode. And kind of helping other others understand, get on get on point with where I'm at. Drive to survive is is for some, and I say this not in a negative way, so please don't take it that way. But in in perspective, and I think you and I can kind of agree on this in our in, in chatting and offline. Um, the the for me, it's about the driver from day one of the league year to the last day in the league for the year. Right. And then they do that driver. Boom. They move it to the left. Episode two is the next driver and or team McLaren. Uh, they did a Red Bull spotlight. They did a martini spotlight. They did. Uh, so my point is, is you're watching this and you're most often than not see the start of the embryo of a baby. And then you move to the death of that baby and he's in 95 years old, whatever. Right. That's how you typically would see a story or a video or movie. Right. This kind of throws that whole production on its head and it says, hey, we're going to show you this wreck in episode two, but technically it's not early in the season. It happened at the end. And that's what blew me away. Like I saw this massive wreck and uh, I was like, whoa, the car flipped. That's amazing. Right. Because I mean, let's be honest, you watch NASCAR for the wrecks. And so I'm already like appeal. I'm like, oh, this is cool. But then they show the story of the person who was in the car at like the last like episode eight. And it actually happened at the last race, the second to last race of the year. And you're like, oh, so if you're if you're somewhat intelligent, your brain starts connecting dots going, oh, my God. Oh, there. And, and then like you have this epiphany like an idiot like me at 2.30 in the morning going, holy crap. Uh, and then you get to go to work and talk to your, you know, your, your, your buddy Joey and go, hey, dude, did you see that? And he's just laughing and going. What's wrong with you? Like you are so late to the game, but I know that that's a problem for people, but I, I honestly, this is past. So for those who don't know, you go to the NFL and you watch that one show, uh, hard knocks, and that's before the season starts. So we're so accustomed to seeing the base camp and the boot camp, and then the, this camp and then live, right? This is post season. So if they're mixing things up, who cares? And I don't mean that to offend anybody, but if it's storytelling, why does it matter? And I know there's some serious hardcore heritage built into this. Um, and, and, and this is sort of a lead in for you, Joey, to kind of uh, uh, inform others because you'll do a better justification than myself. One of the things that I dislike is, bro, you are not getting in there. Somebody has to like die or go to court and lose the team 
for someone to come in because they're stuck at 20 teams. Help that's us understand really that. Yeah, help us understand that. That's really wild. There are only 20 guys in the entire world, and they call it the pinnacle of motorsport. Mm -hmm. So people from IndyCar, NASCAR, all these different racing series from all over the world are trying, you know, not trying to get into F1. Sometimes that isn't a person's design, but the guys at the tops of those series know that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsport. And something you were kind of touching on earlier that I haven't told you yet is like most of the guys in F1 are champions in lower series. So they were a champion in Formula 3 or Formula 3000, Formula Renault. Then they're a champion in Formula 2. Then they get to Formula 1 and they're in a backmarker car. Okay, hold on, pause. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I knew that there was like a B formula and then Formula 1. You're telling me that there's like four other formulas before we would get to Formula 1? Maybe even more. Okay, so, so, so karting champions. Okay, okay. Too. So we're we're counting golf carts or go karts or whatever they are. So 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 this is my point. Live right now, you're actually seeing me learn something new about Formula One, right? Because I knew there was like a B team, but there's so many dynamics to this that I think it's unfairly portrayed in the American light to have a step up. Like, how do you bring in new sport, right? Rugby's never going to really make it too big, uh, but it's huge in the Europe. And this is really big in Europe. And it's, and it's, do you find yourself always trying to learn history to appreciate the present? Or are you able to start up and go, you know what? I think I can enjoy this moving forward, not needing to know who the signs are. Need to know that uh, uh, Carlos uh, raced for uh, McLaren, or I'm just, I'm just throwing things out there and I'm not being structurally perfect, but. You know, knowing that uh, uh, there was a, who's that racer that that was on McLaren had a breakdown, decided to get up and get out and then come back. Alonzo, and now, Alonzo. your favorite. Alonzo. I actually like him, um, and he was on McLaren in eighteen, and I know that because I watched it. Right, so I'm not a professional, but that's crazy to know. I, I, I there's so much that I, w I would break it down like this and correct me. There's the money drama. There's the uh, 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 it's not necessarily money, but contract drama. There's the competition between each other drama. And then there's just the actual points drama. Like there is a multitude of, of, of drama that goes on at any year. And, and, and it's, it's our company trying right. to sell cars at the end of it they're like race on sunday sell on monday is it is an old saying you know it's hilarious okay. to think that those two are connected but and another thing you're bringing up earlier yeah. um in regards to racing point where there was this guy vj malia he's part of the episodes you're watching right now and there's a funny old saying in formula one it's a place where billionaires go to become millionaires so everyone is uh mm. measuring something giant contest because really what does it mean it means somebody really likes race cars and they're pouring their entire life sometimes all their wealth into it to be a part of this giant system and it, it part of the drama is it eats people alive it eats companies alive. it eats teams yeah. alive sometimes they're, they're, we've, we're past the point now but a couple of years ago you know not 20 years ago less than that a bunch of teams left the sport all at once during the 2008 and after financial crisis. And it's like all this money that they poured in, potentially a billion dollars, was just kind of lost to the ether. And they try to sell the teams and salvage it some way. Or you have teams that know they're never going to win. They're just trying to play the game. They want to play too. They want to play so bad. And there's this weird aspect where like, okay, how do you play? Well, you, Toto Wolf recently said you need to come to the table with a billion dollars to play 
basically win uh, the play. A billion dollars. Think, think if you told that to your board of directors. <laughs> now, okay, so, I want to so, go race cars so, around the world. I so, need a billion dollars. So, okay, so that being said, let's 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 bring this back to how we can own our team, right? And we're going to kind of circle back here and there, and we're going to do this for a figure eight thing. Um, that going to fantasy fantasy one right this gives us a chance to own is it the driver or is it the team that we're picking because i can I, do a quick breakdown okay. if you want yeah shoot go go there's a bunch of rules there it's not super complicated it's a little bit clunky right now i'm sure they'll uh if espn or other people get into it they'll figure out a way but right now there's five drivers you select from and then you select one team one uh constructor so let's say ferrari or mclaren but there's a budget cap so you can't have the five best guys or the five people most likely to score points you have to figure out uh who's my best guy who's my middle guy and then you got to put on a couple scrubs in the back end and that might be more of the emotional pick but that could be the winner for that weekend so okay so, so hold on hold on let's Let's pause. Yeah. Let's pause. Let's, so let's 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 slow this down a little bit. So five drivers. Uh, so so of course, right? The the uh, the drivers and, and and to relay this into fantasy football would be like you don't go straight out and pick a kicker. You're going to go pick your Tom Brady. And your Tom Brady typically could be uh, uh, Vistrapin or it could be Gasly, right? It's you're going to go for the heavy hitter first, right? And then you're mm-hmm. going to go for what would be like the defense, right? You know, it's not something you pick right away, but it's definitely something that you need that's a structured, uh, good, possibly might not crash, but it will finish, right, in points. And that would be like your mid-tier driver. Mm-hmm. And your constructor is, is going to be like your team. So you're going to say... Um, I need to go ahead and pick up McLaren because it's not the top five. It's like the sixth or seventh. And, and then, so that's your, that would be like your, 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 your defense really. I mean, honestly, it would be your defense, right? It's a full team effect. Uh, and, and then the crazy part is you say budget. Now we're going to think budget hundred thousand dollars, $50,000. No, your budget is usually capped at what? 1 million, right? So I have a million, 100 million, 100 100 million, even even worse. So, okay. So I have a hundred million. Hello, uh, bing bong. I have a hundred million that I get to now use uh, to, to, to structure my fantasy team for each. Now question. This is probably based on points. So if my top tier guy does finish, he gets a certain amount of points. If the team finishes, now, does it behoove me as a fantasy one uh, uh, architect for my team? Does it make sense to get a Ferrari team or McLaren team with the McLaren driver, at least one? Or does that not make sense? Or do you want to diversify and go, okay, I know Mercedes is usually in the top, so is Ferrari. So I'm going to get the Mercedes or Ferrari driver and then get the team adjacent to that driver. Well, this works surprisingly similar to the stock market, where okay. if you have the McLaren team and two drivers, and they and both of them or one of them crash that weekend, you've lost. Uh, you've multiplied the amounts of points that you lost. And the other fatal error maybe is you have the top three drivers. You use your whole budget cap to get the top three drivers most likely to score points, and then you have you know four positions that are maybe not even scoring points because you have no money left. So you do have to kind of balance it out. You can't. Last year is a better example. This year, if you picked Lewis, it'd be much more in the middle. Even you know seven-time world champion, you'd expect him be on top is he doesn't have the hardware he used to but last year you could pick lewis four scrubs and a good team you might have a really good fantasy league but uh now why hold on why is that is it because i have consistency and they're always there and don't crash or is it because there's a couple factors that they've built into this where there's three parts to qualifying q1 q2 and q3 
Q1, the slowest five uh, drivers don't get to go to Q2. Q2, the slowest five drivers don't get to go to Q3. And Q3 is where the top 10 drivers figure out the position for the race day. And those are locked in. Uh, now, I will say session. this. You get points learning, for that. Learning F1 and watching the first season of Drivers 5, you do not know that. You just know that there's a qualifying day and that they get called out on the track at specific times. So what yeah, you've just discussed with me, correct, is now an epiphany to me going, oh, that's why they're called out at a certain time. Like, it didn't make sense. Like, why does he go with this team? And why is he going? And then I'm like, if they're qualifying, is it like Moto, right? Like Moto goes out and they kind of all race, but it's not really, it's a race against themselves. Whereas I know qualifying with F1, it is a race against yourself at best time gets to go move up to Q2, Q1, knowing the information you just told me. Now, there's some legacy stuff like baggage that goes along with okay. the qualifying. They used to give them an hour. All 20 cars get to go out, and during that hour, they figure out who's fastest. But what would what would happen in real life? This is a technician problem. They'd all go out in the last five minutes because that's when the track had evolved the most and everyone was going the fastest. So even a slow car could go fast if they waited to the last minute, but they would all get stuck in traffic jams. It would mess up everybody's lap. What they did now is a shootout where at first all 20 cars go out, last five lose they don't get to go out for the next session so only 15 cars go out for the next session there are less people in each other's ways oh, and the track so you have more of, of you have less of a race and more of a you versus you you versus you and oh. they only give them 15 minutes so you can't be you might only have a chance for three maximum two you know two and one if you're lucky so if you get a good lap they call them a banker lap if you get a good lap in you might say uh, your your last lap when everyone's really pushing some people crash the car yeah. Some people mess up their qualifying and crash in last lap if they don't have a banker lap. So these shootouts create a huge sense of suspense um, during these final minutes. And instead of waiting for 45 minutes for the last 15 minutes in the old style qualifying, the entire thing is full of drama, you know, full of people getting it right, getting it wrong. And they miss one corner by a millimeter, messed up their qualifying and potentially everybody else's. Now, so the shootout is a new way. Okay, so 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 not only that, but also I think, I think moving into the new season as well is we're going to have some new rules new rules are going to govern cars it's going to govern pit stops uh you know i know that we talked about sort of like a classroom procedure right we're going to bring you drama we're going to be economics we're going to bring you history we're going to bring you uh uh the uh, different style homeroom we just kind of discussed the last week we're going to kind of structure this in something that's familiar with you no matter where you are in the world right you have college 101 you see what we did there so we want to bring you along kind of like a journey through the day uh, we're going to recruit uh, recruit or record uh, this podcast throughout the week. And uh, so it's going to be kind of like a stagnant. Uh, it's this week, and then we launch it on Saturday morning for you to have. We are not looking to give you to up the moment, like, oh, my God, breaking news. We're not doing that. We're going to do this from a perspective of someone who knows nothing. I mean, I know a little, and I'm going to learn more. I'm really starting to be intrigued. We're going to go ahead and show you from Joey's perspective where he understands exactly uh, what box means. What what dolphin dolphin diving? Or is that porpoising? Uh, porpoising. I'm an porpoising. idiot. <laughs> porpoising, right? So what porpoising means, uh, there's going to be some terms that you're going to be unfamiliar with, but I can tell you, um, if you go to look to learn jargon, have Netflix, great. Uh, Drive to Survive. There's Sens. There's some homework you can do. You can watch him. He was a famous, famous race car driver. Uh, they have, uh, they're going to bring up things called the Halo. We're going to do some terms for those of you who are coming along with us to learn these things and why these terms are important. Now, every few years, they decide to do something to change the track because you're talking billions with the B, 
as in boy, you're going to do things that are going to create efficiencies in your product to become the best. And how do you take that with 20 people and flip it on its head every few years? You modify rules. We're going to go over rule changes. We're going to go over why they possibly did that. We're going to go over quite a few things. We are not here to be the know-all, be-all, end-all podcast on F1. We are here for the layman's people to give you direction on how to become a fan, get involved. And so you're not just going to Miami like we just had in the last couple of months, uh, a race and go, well, I'm here to be seen. Yes, that happens. But if you're here to be a fan, this will help you get on board understanding. Example, this is a quick one-off. I got into hockey. Yeah, I'm from Florida. We don't have ice, but I got into hockey. We'll talk about it later. But the point was, is I was governed for my whole life to love a team. And that team is a win-lose. This is like hockey, where it is point-based. You score five points, you get this many points. F1 is a points-based system. And at the end of the year, and you could be at, honestly, I didn't realize this until the end of the season of that show, um, RTS, Drive to Survive, that by the last second to last race, you could actually tell who the winner is. And that's all based on points. And your points are earned by both drivers of the team. And the team gets points and then they level up. So we're going to go through uh, my learning curve. We're going to go through, unfortunately, the bell curve from Joey, the professor, two tires. And we're going to kind of go through this together. And I really do hope that you guys decide to come along with this, with us, with the process. Give us your feedback, more of what you'd like to see. We're not going to be your conventional uh Hey, welcome to Formula One. Today, we're going to go ahead and talk about Ricardo. And now, we'll talk about these individuals. We hopefully will possibly get cool and big enough by word of mouth and you guys loving us and get some drivers on here. Like, we didn't just do this because we're, you know, whatever. We're doing this because we love it. And I have fell in love in the last two weeks. And here's a note. My father-in-law, who is 80, we're just going to say 80. I don't want to throw him completely under the bus. I've known him for 25 years and had no idea he liked Formula One. I said to him just this past weekend, hey, what's up, Dad? I'm going to start a Formula One podcast just to just talk to him. And he's like, holy, you get, really? You got to look this, this, this. And he's talking to me about the history and why they have the halo and how signs who I found out was important. These are the things that I want you to engage in as well as new listeners as new fans of the sport to help you along, to get you caught up. We're not looking to sit up there with the know-it-alls and God bless them. We need them right without history. You're going to repeat those mistakes, but that's why we have Joey. He's going to keep us correct. If I'm out here saying we're dolphin diving and he's like, no, you moron. It's called porpoising. It's to keep us within bounds to make sure we make some sense so that we can relate it to you and bring you along the journey. And I really do hope you do that with us. Joe, I mean, look, at the end of the day, I know your passion, and I hope that your passion gets to be portrayed through this podcast. I hope that you and I can uh, uh, not only that, but create this bond where you go, hey, they're coming to Miami again. I'm going to go $500 a ticket. No, I'm going to go, you know what? Let's buy four because I love it that much, right? And uh, I mean, you're going to bring the expertise, but it's funny. You're like 102. I talked to my dad, the guy's like 1755. I mean, the guy knows so much. And I think maybe we'll bring him on 
he would smoke both of us. Right. Like, I mean, he's <laughs> yeah. talking about races from like the eighties and I'm going, dude, the eighties, I was sucking popsicles and wondering when I was going to get out of school. Right. He's over here. He's seen races. He's been out there when they sat really high up in the, in the car. Uh, they've had design changes. That's going to be our science class. Like, Hey, what's changed? Um, I just really am excited about this podcast. I'm excited that we're, we're going to go with it. I cannot wait to share more with you. Uh, I'm going to try to pump through in the next week, uh, the season two. So I want to be up to speed when we start the following. Now, that being said, full circle, I'm not in the fantasy one yet. I'm going to be in it at the end of this podcast, going to be signing up. What can you give us for any listeners that might stumble across us before Saturday's race? What do you have picked? Who do you have picked? Why do you have them picked? Well, it's funny you bring that up because uh, one of the great aspects of this is that your team is locked before qualifying. So, you know, when qualifying starts, you have one second before qualifying starts to pick your team. And what happens every single week is I miss picking my team. So right now my team is, um, this is not going to be surprising to many listeners, but right now my team is Verstappen, Leclerc, Magnuson, Botas, Sunoda, and my uh, constructor is Ferrari. Verstappen won the championship last year. He's at the top of the sport. Leclerc uh, arguably has the best car right now. Magnuson was a surprise. He's doing better than probably most people expected. Uh, Botas, now, real quick, hold on. Magnuson, I know that name. He raced for, don't tell me, he raced for Haas in 18, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes, sir. Who's he with now? So, He's back at Haas. Oh, shit. You, you full circle. You some up to do. Let's go. <laughs> be, okay, okay. Your mind's going to be blown. So as you guys can see, I'm, I'm very excited because I'm like, hey, in 2018, so I'm, I'm quoting dates. I'm quoting, like, and it's important to me because I'm a numbers guy. So, okay. So quickly, though, you've mentioned, uh, you've mentioned Verstappen. Do us a favor. Tell us who he races for. So, like, I know you're brazing across this, but remember, we're going to bring up the plebs like myself and people who are stopping in. Uh, by word of mouth and finding us give us like who they race for uh we know who ferrari is come on right it's ferrari but but each individual do you know and you probably do who they race for yeah so verstappen's been a red bull driver for many years now i think he started in the sport when maybe he was 17 years old max uh, I think after yes oh i'm after getting it champion nice insane okay uh, leclerc has been in the sport for maybe three four years now i don't know exactly he's the ferrari driver he's a, probably the number one driver over there uh, magnuson just got brought back into the sport after haas lost their um we don't need to get into it into it right now but they lost their driver this year okay. he got brought back in on very very short notice right before the season started valtteri botas uh, he was cast aside by Mercedes. He was a number two driver. He helped Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes get, I think it was seven. Oh, no, it can't be. At least like four or five constructors championships in a row through his good team effort on okay. Mercedes. He got put to a backmarker team, Alfa Romeo. He's doing excellent in that car. Um, we're not sure if the car is that good or he or he's just that good. It's right. incredible what and he's doing. By the doing. way, uh, side note, we will get into that's what, what, what Joe said there is, uh, and I'm learning this, that sometimes is it the driver or is it the car? Because a bad driver in a good car can do good a good driver in a bad car can really do bad and that matters and we'll get into that in future episodes but that's what he means by that and they'll both be blaming each other by the way so right. if you have a bad car and a good driver <laughs> right they'll be blaming the car no matter what and, right, the, right. and the team will always blame the driver then we have sunoda he races for alpha tori that's the sister team with uh, red bull the lower team or b team as you were talking about he's, yep. he's another new boy but he's pretty he's a pretty good driver and started pretty good um first race in bahrain uh, i think last year 
he had a fizzle kind of to the second half to his season but he started okay this year he's a decent driver uh when they are talking to all the f1 drivers they're like what do you want you know what's your dream of f1 or after f1 they're like oh, i want to be champion his was to open a restaurant he's what to food what? yeah it's hilarious like not the even like not just... even be future champion just yeah i want to cook fries <laughs> the, the guy is just like i really miss the honda uh, bus because they had such great sushi there and the guy lives in italy or something okay, he, you know, okay, he, okay. he's a hilarious kid it's like he's being forced uh, to go there he's an excellent driver if you watch him in f2 he was he was very good and he deserves to be in formula one and then the constructor i have is ferrari whom everybody knows, but this is kind of the baggage um, and legacy of the sport. They've been racing since, I think, 1950. I think Alfa Romeo, maybe 1950. They're in 1951, something like that. But they've been around forever, but they haven't won a championship since, I think, uh, Kimi Raikkonen in 2007, something like that. Uh, yeah, the year after Alonso, 2007. And he won by one point. It was an unexpected championship. They've been in a massive drought since then. This is kind of like the Olympics for a lot of teams. Uh, Italy, they have the Olympic soccer team. Then okay. they have the Olympic team Ferrari. A lot of these countries, really, Brazil, they don't have a Brazilian driver right now, but they really rely on their drivers for patriotic And, uh, and quickly, Brazil, was that, and correct me, I just want to see if I'm on point. That's signs, right? S -E that's Senna. Senna, Senna. Okay, I'm learning. That's your buddy Senna. Okay, that's who your Senna. Dad really yes, that's loved. my dad. Who like he loved him. They shut the whole damn country down when he passed away. Yeah. Uh, okay. So he's like the ultimate superstar okay. of Formula One. Right. You know. And Signs is Carlos Signs, and who else is it? Um, well, Carlos Signs Senior is a rally car driver. You said sports car yes, earlier. I'm sure yes. there's some emails about that. But he's a, a champion rally car driver. He's incredible. He won the Dakar race recently in the last couple of years. His son, Carlos Signs Jr. I mean, he's a highly regarded F1 driver. And he, he may, started out in. Um, let me think. Oh my God, 18. He was in. Uh, you know what? I don't care if they get mad at me. Uh, let me think. He was in the yellow car and the Renault. yellow car. No, yes. that's right. The French own oh, the drama. Holy the drama. crap, dude. Cyril, your buddy Cyril. Bro, like, yes. I mean, it's so insane the amount of, of drama that comes along with how they talk to each other and like, oh, it's big boys. You can't stand the heat. Get out the kitchen. And then like the next week, they literally lose I, I just like it's insane so you know uh, uh that being said not to kind of like kind of like divert but welcome to add we'll get through it um one of the things that are important to know here is is that we will have some off weeks or they take a break throughout the summer it's like a was a two-month break uh, we will continue to podcast throughout the season uh, and what we'll do then at that point is it'll be a full-on history class. I think maybe we'll go ahead and go into a driver or we'll go into something where you can log in after the podcast and go, hey, you know what? I'll watch that documentary. It sounded intriguing. Uh, we want to bring you guys a full encompassing knowledge base from podcast one to podcast when we're done. Uh, we don't know how many seasons will go. It'll obviously be based upon you. First season with any podcast is usually and typically a slow start. Uh, if you and the community do love us, please pass it on to your friends. I know this is a shameless plug, but it is important. And this is why we want your feedback. In the next podcast, we're going to go ahead and drop down a, a phone number where we can bring you live if you'd like to be heard. And then B, we can get you an email which we will have set up as well. So you guys can give us your call in uh, or, or write in, hey, hey, did you see this race? Hey, go back and watch this race from 1999, whatever. It's a fantastic race. 
we want to bring you guys from tip to toe history. We want to bring you how the dynamics of the sport has changed. We want this to be more than just a fantasy F1 boring podcast. We want to bring more and more people into understanding how important it is to bring this sport A, to the U.S. proper, and B, just to enlighten you on such a level. And it's not hold your pinky out and drink your cup. This really, truly can be a man's man or a woman's woman uh type of uh, engagement, uh, it, you know, and, and look, they don't always pass, right? That's the biggest complaint with some people getting into it. Man, it's kind of just boring. They're always just sitting there. Some, and I've learned this, some tracks are good for passing, some tracks are not. Uh, and uh, by the way, when the crashes happen, holy crap, they're expensive, <laughs> right? Uh, so, so I think Joey and myself are really going to be able to bring you guys quality, quality entertainment. I really do think that we're going to bring you guys stuff uh, that you know, but from a different perspective, right? Two plus two is four, but one plus one plus one plus one is four as well. And there will be some things where we're going to bring you the long way. Because I think it's important to bring up others. It's not and should not be within the fan base such a chalant kind of like, ooh, you don't belong here. Look, this is the ultimate gatekeeping sport yes. too. Yeah, and so it if is. You and that's what I meant. Thirty years, it's like get the heck out of here. We don't want you. Yeah, like, you, you didn't start before then, you were born. Screw you. And it's like, dude, you, you I, you know, up, right? You brought up a very interesting factor, which I was. I mean, everybody's been killing this to death, but I was at the uh, Miami Grand Prix. I had an amazing time. I don't care what anybody says, but W Series was racing there, a series full of woman drivers. It's a support series for Formula One. All you have to do, and I shouldn't say it like this, but all you have to do is turn the wheel, press go, and press break. Women can do that the same as, it's not like LeBron where he's jumping over people and dunking. You can sit in the seat and women should be a part of the sport. And I think that's another thing that we should be focusing on elevating because um, everyone can join. Young, old, there are so many different ways to plug in. So I think that's super exciting. Agreed, agreed. And I know know for a fact, um, there'll be some times that you may not be able to be part of that podcast. And we're going to bring on Mrs. Joey Two two Tires, right? Uh, Because she's actually in an F1 fantasy league that you're in. She understands and loves the sport as well. I think the sport as whole, as a whole is truly dynamic and there are no limitations. You could have female drivers as well. There isn't that you are right. There isn't this, well, men have more testosterone and a physique physique where they have higher density. I don't care about that shit. It's can you, can you get a fast reaction and can you start and stop? You're right. And I think that's great. Now, I don't know if there's ever been a female uh, driver, I'm not looking to push forward some kind of crazy agenda. This is not it. I don't care if you're a him, her. What really matters is can you go fast, Ricky Bobby, right? And I really am excited about that because I think it really separates the drivers from the non-drivers. And I didn't say the men from the boys, the the women from none of that. It's can you drive and how well can you do so? And I think that's what's really kind of pure about it. But... What's really scary about it, too, and I do want to get this into a future podcast as well, so get your your thinking cap on. It's terrifying to see these young kids be put in this spotlight, but yet they're not crazy. You go into America and you grab a young kid at 19 and put him in the spotlight, what do they do? Really dumb crap, right? I mean, they don't know how to handle themselves. They're thrust into the spotlight. It's weird. These people seem well adjusted by the amount of money they're around by the amount of money they get paid some drivers live in monte carlo are you kidding me and it's just no big deal but it's they don't act 
crazy. And that's another reason I think it's important to dive in and see like these one-offs where Drive to Strive, DTS, uh, season one, two, three, and four. You can see that they're kind of normal. It's not like you're an American millionaire, right? We're like, you're kardashian it. This is like, they've kind of been around it, so it's kind of normal, and they just, they, they're being. And there's this purity to it. And I'm not sure where it comes from, and hopefully I get to find out a little bit more, because again, I'm in season one, jumping into season two. I will be watching a documentary on science. I will be seeing that. Uh, I, I'm gonna, there's a ton that I, I have so much history to catch up on. But I do think it's kind of important. You don't just show up at a baseball game and go, swing batter, batter. You gotta understand where that comes from. You gotta understand why you do that. And for me, like you said, you know, we're kind of these engineering background where you and I, you know, tools, hands-on, do you find that that brings more confusion to it? Or do you find that in learning everything, you as a whole or as an individual can elaborate a little bit deeper and find more appreciation in what the sport really and truly is? Well, there's one, I mean, I, I, I guess I should or shouldn't bring up other podcasts, but I'm not going to lie. That's where I spend a lot of time. We're driving. I'm listening to Formula One podcasts. And there's one that makes a joke constantly about the tires. And one of the hosts pretends to go to sleep when the other one talks about tires. But that's the contact patch between the machine and the ground and what makes everything go. And everyone's obsessed with tires. You hear right. the drivers talk about tires and the teams, they're talking about tires endlessly. You think that that's all there was to the sport. If you listen for five minutes, you think it was all about tires. So that's one interesting thing where, you know, you can get really weighed down in one way with the technical aspect of it. But it's kind of funny because, like I said earlier, everything that works perfectly on paper in a wind tunnel right. suddenly doesn't work in real life. There's this huge technical technician aspect of it. It's how do you make it work in real life? Now, that being said, one of the things you might have heard us say if you're new to it is Renault. Renault is a, believe it or not, one of the largest uh, uh, car sales. And, they're and, the largest and, and Nissan the Renault. Yeah. Now it's crazy because if you're American, you've never heard that before. I've never heard it before. You know what I hear? Ford, Chevy. And look, don't beat up on me because that's what I've heard. That's just where I'm from, right? Now, that being said, let's let's rewind. One of the things you said was is 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 the contact between the tire and the road. Which truthfully, I think what are those tires? Like 36 inches wide? Give or I take, they're 18, 18 inches now. Something it's like tall. That. They're that I don't know. They whatever. They're yeah, badass yeah. looking. They're really cool, and I love them. But my point that I'm saying is, is the actual contact that they have is probably what six to eight inches because when they're going fast, the tire expands vertically. Right? Am I wrong? Or do they something, just completely set? Because I'm learning. So it does expand. So there's all okay. these uh, lateral movements they're going through as well. So the tire is changing shape. Okay. A lot so of the time. like mid season of, of DTS and trust me uh, for you that are going to be here for a while, I'll bring DTS up until I'm done watching it. Right. And then I won't recall because I'll learn more. But the point is, is my point of reference is like mid season there. Uh, one of the drivers were driving and it was crazy as hell. Like he had this weird tearing and in his, 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 his wheel, there was like patching coming off. Like it kind of just was like a bad tire. Like no one knew it just was what it was. And when it got manufactured, there was an air bubble, if you will. And it, a piece of this came off. It's so precise and the precision he could not grip properly and lost traction. And I'm thinking, well, this is what? I'm not to interrupt you. This is part of the fun quote unquote, they build tires to degrade the opposite of our road cars. So right. they prescriptively build the tire to degrade over a certain point. And what was happening is called blistering when yes. you keep the tire unevenly. And some of the teams are putting so much energy through the tire, 
it was heating on evenly and would just explode not explode but disintegrate very quickly and they you know really fast car it wasn't usable because the one point where they touched the ground was being destroyed by the car correct and so so you start to kind of come along this process now why does that matter when you talk formula one or or formula one fantasy this matters because if you have a team who has too fast a car they actually might not be the best car sometimes the type of race is the guy in the middle of the pack right now in 18 the cars that were untouchable were mercedes they always won and that was uh, um ferrari ferrari and they were always won always won like that was it one two and then whoever else right and in 18 it was uh uh, forgive me i don't know third but i know it was uh uh, mercedes ferrari and then red bull was three no they were four weren't they Red Bull was no, usually you're right. It was three. three and four was Renault because I remember they were fighting for the points. Oh, what a great freaking episode. Eight, nine, ten. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I was like on the edge of my seat. My poor wife, when they won, I was kind of let down because Haas was trying to come up in there and take it away from them. And they could have. And they didn't. And it goes to show how cool the race car drivers are because when they come up to adversity, and they have a bad this, or they can't get to gear six, which does happen in one of these episodes. They still, up to gear five, which isn't fast enough, can still hold off depending on the track. So, it's track, it's car, it's racer, and all of the above, depending on when, where, how, why. If you took those cars and those problems, and you put them on a different track, it would have been a different ending. It's amazing. Like, uh, I just... And they're so young and you root for them. And and it's it really, it, I joke because I joke at my friends and say wrestling is a man soap opera, right? Like WWE, whatever it is. Like, why do you watch that? How do you get into that? You know, it's fake. It's basically like, but it's sort of similar here. And they make a correlation. They are not crazy, but they're like a fighter pilot. You're going 200 plus miles an hour three inches off the ground and you take hairpin turns and they show you some of these. Joey said earlier, he had millimeters off a turn. When he says millimeters off a turn, it's literally millimeters off of a turn. And if you're too close, you blow out and you blow a million dollars. It's, it's unlike anything I've ever seen in my life. And I'm so excited to share this journey with, with, with Joey, with you we're going to, we're going to come up with some really cool stuff this year. And, uh, I really do hope you get to join us. I know that we're going to try to keep these podcasts roughly anywhere from 45 to 60 minutes. That way you have something on your long drives or something like that. If we do go over, we will cut it short and we'll take whatever remainder we have. If it's a good chunk, we go an hour and a half, you'll get 30 minutes of detention. And what that means is, is throughout the week, midweek, you'll go ahead and finish up the podcast and, uh, we'll have that little chunk there for you. Uh, we're, we're just going to do a play on this and we're going to see how it goes again. I do want to thank Joey for bringing me along this journey. I do want to thank, uh, you all for coming along this journey and listen, most importantly, I want to thank our wives. They put up with us and our ridiculousness and they, uh, they, they deal with us. Let's be honest. And, uh, if you're a wife that doesn't have a husband who likes it, they are going to have to, you know, thank them, thank them. Uh, and we're an equal opportunist here. And I really do think that we all will come together as a community and really grow this. And my goal is, is to get a driver, a pit crew member, or even somebody that's just involved in F1 this year on season one. If we can't, that's okay. It's not a failure. We'll get them season two. And I want you guys to be along that journey. 
and I want you to be there. I want you to, to, to help feed us what you want, what you need. This podcast is for you. We love something and we're sharing it with you, but we want to know what specificities you might have. Keep your eye open, your ear, uh, you know, about, and let's, uh, let's make this awesome and let's make this phenomenal. Uh, Joey, thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you for allowing me to come along this journey with you. And, uh, you know, th again, thank your wife, because like, let's be honest, you know, this is family time, right? Uh, so is there any more excited about the podcast than me or you, <laughs> <laughs> but that's good friend to tricker dude, tricker like, Hey, uh, uh, but no, I think we'll have some guests on. I, I think we're going to have the everyday, um, Tom, Dick and Harry's, uh, and Jane's like, I want the listeners to come on and tell us what they love. Uh, and whether that means we spotlight them, whether that means we, we actually have them on or it's a recording, we're going to get some things where you can be on here too. Um, so in closing, because we're coming up on that mark in closing, I want each and every one of you to think of what you'd like to do if you rent a podcast. And I want you guys to think of what you would like to do if we were doing a fantasy podcast and how you'd like to incorporate that information on what is important to you so you could win your league. And this is going to be a conjunction of both. Uh, we'll be more structured. This is just kind of introducing who we are to get you excited about us, to get you excited about the future and what this podcast can become. It'll be more structured. Check us out. It will absolutely be what you need. And then you know what? If you want a boring podcast to talk about millimeters and this and that and how many of this and this and cool, there's podcasts out there. But we're going to bring this down a level to your level, to our level. And we're going to be true to who we are and the passion that we have so that you can come along with us. How do you feel about that, Joey? Sounds, sounds damn good to me. Are we allowed to swear on this thing? You can say whatever the <laughs> you want to say, my friend. Okay. There you go. That's the button. All right. That's the button. Uh, no, we can. This is kind of a PG-16. I don't even know if that's a real rating, but look, it's not going to be something you can't have in a car with your kids. Uh, we want to make it somewhat family friendly. Um, there will be the occasional bomb. Uh, but we're going to try to keep that light. And uh, uh, really, truthfully, I love podcasting. I found a love for uh, F1. I hate you, Joey, because now I love this thing. And uh, I think it's going to be a great, great thing. And you know what? If you hear us once and do nothing, that's okay. I'm happy to have you for that time. But if you come along the journey, it's going to be incredible. So look, what we got to say on this outro is very simple. Next week's going to be incredible because this week was and I hope you guys do well. And I hope that you go ahead and have your team win. And I hope you win your league as well as win at life. Peace. See you guys. That was fun. <laughs> That's what you want? Okay. See ya. Perfect.